0: Thank you. are amazing. Di's nice, eh? Nice. She's really nice. I like you. You're very blessed. You're a very blessed church to have Di as your leader, eh? Yeah, it's good. It's been a real privilege to, to sit under her leadership while we've been here. It's, it's been, we've been really humbled. By our time, very privileged to be here with you. To you know, in so many of you, well, we haven't seen all of you, obviously, but for those who we have had time with, we've just heard wonderful just glimpses of God's personal kindness towards you, um, but also the kindness of His church towards you as well. How you've been part of this and you've been blessed and encouraged in your faith journey, and that's good. It's so exciting and to some extent what I'm going to share today is, is really about that. For the last couple of weeks um, we have been looking at the story of two lost sons. For those of you who are here for the first time or missed a week or so, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago about the younger son and coming home and getting that all important. Hug! Yes, hug. Hugs are good. Absolutely. The all-important hug. You know what? And for me, that if anything that you need to read in Scripture, the one story you need to know is that story. of The child, I'm saying child intentionally, father returning, watching and receiving you home with wide open arms. We also know that there was his son who also hung like that, that open-handed, open-armed God we have. No matter where we are, that's where he sits. And, then, and that was really special, and I felt like God did lots of good stuff that day. And then the guy last week did a phenomenal job of sharing her heart for us as a church. Um, in terms of no longer being a departure lounge, but a, a an arrival lounge, getting the hugs, which I'm for the hugs, um, but but also then she then talked about the intent of the father to say, "Hey, uh, welcome home." And you saw in this, and then she went back to the story of the two lost sons, and then spoke about the oldest son and the challenge he had and how he had treated the father. Um, and how the father's intent for him as well was to come home, it was to actually walk back in the building and realize this wasn't this wasn't just a job. He was son with access to all the resources of the family, and and he wanted him to come in and join him with the celebration and to take his place at the table as well. And so, Guy really powerfully spoke about. The heart of who we are as a church, as a church who wants to welcome people home, and and so I think that's great. And and one of the things I I felt being led to was to look at the picture of what happened in the early church about what that looks like. Is this big grand picture, and I want to look at a little bit more detail, and I just want to look at a brief passage in Acts 2 about what did the early church look like as being that sort of community and welcoming people home. So I want to read to you Acts 2, um, 42-47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. those who are being saved i mean that's a great picture isn't it when you look and think wow it was just happening it was good and um now i'm aware that this is written in a different culture and time like so some of the things that were happening there were absolutely relevant for where they were in that culture and at that time but i also believe this is a picture of what god wants and god what God has for us as a community. And so what I want to do is I just want to look at some of those things that I mentioned there, briefly talk about them, and then I want to sort of go, all right, well, what do we want to do with this? So firstly, what do we see? Well, firstly, they had this um, teaching was important for them. So they made a point of staying connected to God's word and so that's an important for us both corporately as well as individually we read the word we listen to it we don't just read it because we have to we read it because it's important for us to continue to hear god's voice the word of god the scriptures that we have today is our plumb line now i say plumb line because i look i'm a bit of a i have a building background i know what a plumb line is does everybody get what a plumb line is Okay, all I've built is go, of course, I know what a plumb line is, what are you talking about? Well, it's the the measuring stick. It's like when they built this building, they used probably more modern things than a string with a weight on. Um, But in the old days, if they were to build something and they wanted something straight, I'm going to stray out of the picture of our, our online thing. They would have a string, put a weight on the end, and that would give them a vertical line, and they could build off that. And so for us, Scripture is the plumb line. It's what's true. So no matter what we feel, what we hear, what we see, and I'm talking prophetically as well, if it doesn't line up with Scripture, then we're not so sure about that. But stuff, if it lines up with what we see in Scripture or the intent of Scripture, we go, that's good. And so we continue to read the Word. I need to keep reminding myself that Jesus died on the cross. Bizarre, isn't it? But I need to keep reminding myself that he died for my sins. And that his spirit has come. The spirit has empowered me. And I want to read the stories of how people interacted with him throughout their lives. And how they trusted God. Because you know what? No matter how old we are, no matter how long we've been a Christian, I need to keep being reminded that we trust in God. Yes? Because so often this world is saying, no, don't trust God. Trust this. Trust that. Trust that. Trust this person, with that resource, or whatever. But you know what? We need to keep trusting God. Because, in the day we Lord, to trust him. because we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but tomorrow we need to trust Him. And the day after. So they intently listened. At that point they didn't have, well they had a bit of the Old Testament, but even then that was scarce to actually get, like we are so fortunate, we get about 20,000 Bibles in each of our homes, don't we? In each shelf, and each room of the house, and they're there, but we read it, we've got this wonderful privilege of having God's Word right in front of us, so we read it, here at home, wherever we are. The next thing is fellowship. We meet together. Now you know what, it's been a challenge over these last couple of years how, how that works, And oh, how I missed. You know what? This, what we did this morning, corporate worship, gee, it smashes it for me. I love being together to stand and worship God. There's just something that, nothing matches that. No online, no big screen TV can match being in a room with spirit-led corporate worship. It's a gift to us. And so, so we, keep we keep doing that, and it's a priority for us in the vineyard. It ma- it matters to us because it sets the scene for everything that follows. It's God first, and that's why we meet. We come, we get together, we we fellowship together, and we do it under the under the the covering of God. And so we meet together. We do that, and for them, it says they met in the temple courts. They did it everywhere in homes, in temple, in the temple courts, which is like being in church for them. Um, and all sorts of different places. So they made that really important. And together, we share the ups and downs of life. We, like that, small groups are great. It's wonderful to be in a small group because we just get to share stuff. We go, I have a tough week this week. Oh, can we pray for you? Oh, I've got a bit of a sore back, which, you know, often I do. And so, you know, let's pray for that. You know, and, oh, yeah, I read this passage, and gee, gee God spoke to me through that. And you share it, and they go, oh, wow, that's so encouraging for me too. You know, we just do life, and it's good that we do that together. They also broke bread. Now, I I love a feed. Um, I enjoy food, but I don't think it was necessarily about the food. It was more to do with the Lord's Supper. And it is really interesting, isn't it? Because one of the thing, the last things that Jesus said to his disciples, remember what he said, it, as often as you meet together, do this. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of funny. It's like, because sometimes when we do things same, 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 same forever, you know, it becomes a little bit of a, you know, just a, a thing that we do and we forget the significance of it. But the Lord's Supper continues to remind us that we are where we are because of what Jesus did. You know what? You are where you are. What God has done in your life has all happened because Jesus Christ, God's son, God himself, comes, is incarnate, plonks himself in this crazy broken world, lets the world beat him to shreds, and he says, I'm doing it because I love you that I'm prepared to hang on this cross. I mean, I, I would have died after the first whip. But he did all of them and then carried a cross and then went to the cross and they nailed him there. And he was still alive. I don't, God obviously was with him in that moment because I could not have survived that. But all of that, just in a physical sense, but even spiritually, to say to you and to me, You matter. You matter. I love you. And so Jesus said, I want you to keep remembering. And it's not all the, the yucky bits. He, he wants us to remember what he chose to do because of his absolute, 100% unconditional love for you and me. And so we keep remembering that. And we go, Lord, I want to thank you again and again and again because of that. And so we choose to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Next, prayer. Pray all the different ways we pray. Just pray. Keep doing it. On, 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 on. Pray together. Pray by yourself. Pray corporately. Pray quietly. Pray in tongues. Pray the whole lot. Pray because it continues again to say what they were doing in the early church. They were looking to the Lord. And remember, prayer is is both speaking. Prayer is listening. It's a funny thing to say, prayer is listening. But it is, isn't it? You stop, you get in the presence of God and you listen to what he's saying. And then you speak it back to him and you pray scripture, you do all that sort of stuff. And so that's what they were doing. The next thing that they had was this amazing expectation for God to move miraculously. They are amazed at that point. Remember, it's a really early picture. So it was just at that point, it was the apostles doing this, this amazing stuff. But as the church grew and as the time spread and it taught, more and more and more and more more people started participating in seeing the power of God work through their prayers and healing and people raised from the dead, all of that, and it's continued throughout church history. But the thing is, um, they understood that God moved miraculously, and that's what we do. We believe that as well. So when we pray, we actually believe God will do something. Which is which is sort it's of so good, good, because why, why pray why if we don't? Like, if but we're actually, actually going to ask, Lord, bring healing, healing we're, doing we're doing that. that. Because, because we know, number, number one, one, he absolutely he has the power has to, do to do it. And, and also, it also, we're seeking his heart to, to do it right, it right in that moment. moment. Or over an extended period of time, whatever that looks like. But God moved powerfully. It was part of their church life, community life, and it's part of ours. And so we watch God... Um, And Um, and we expect God to be doing that. They They also shared their resources. Um, Um, They they just realized that they were blessed blessed by the Lord. Lord. And so they they chose chose to make a point point of sharing their resources, resources, whatever it looked like, whether it was their skill on the computer, uh, although I'm not too sure whether they had those back then, Um, but computers, stacking chairs. Look, I want to say thank you to the guys every morning who come and put these out. I'm so blessed by you doing that, you know, and we all are. But, but we share, share our all the all things, things that God's, God's given us. We say, all right, Lord, Lord, I want to share it with this, use, this this church, church family of mine. I want to be able to be able bless each other. And, so, each other. Other. and so, so we do that. that. Um, I mean, it, it came it made made to sharing meals, meals, helping, helping out, out, just, just doing, doing stuff, stuff together. Just hanging out and hey, can I just help you mow the lawn or do a garden or something like that, anything like that. They also had... They also saw the needy both within their community and outside their community and they were concerned about it and so they chose to care for those who are in need and it's important it's not just there's needy people sitting in this building right now who may need something that, that you've got resource to but there's also people outside our world outside this community who we can see and that we even as a community I, you know we had a situation where you know we, there was a small group one of the persons in the small group heard of some had a, had a friend who had some need and there's a whole small group helped them and that friend was like wow you're like people are helping me they don't even know me why are they helping me well because god we know god loves you and so they got to do that together and they also, the last thing I think I've got on that list, is that they worshipped and celebrated the great work that they had experienced God doing in their midst. And it's interesting. Um, you know, when you read that passage, it, it sounded like they were having a, a good time. It sounded like... The, and, 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 and at the end of the passage, and it says... Do you remember what it said? And God... Added to their number daily those who are being saved. Now you can look at that list and you go, we're doing all of that at some level. And God added to their number. So, you know, I want to say to you as we, uh, you know, we think and pray and act towards being a, a welcoming home church. I'm not here to say, here's the trick. You've just got to do this and thousands will flock through that door. This is not rocket science, is it? It's stuff it's that we all know, that we all love and that we have done. And so I want to say it's OK. It's doing what you are doing now in that sense of joy and gratitude for the Lord is a wonderful preparation for God. Bring people here. You are Kath and I are a, 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 a testament to that. You are a welcoming church. Keep doing it. Keep, Keep doing, doing what you're doing with great, great joy. Have a, have a blast, blast doing it. It's interesting. interesting. We um, we, we were praying um, over there before that you may be aware. And Anita, um, she was praying for me because I, speaking and and so she prayed and she had this uh, image. I'm sorry, I'm walking all over the place, Joe. I could. No, no, we're adjusting. Okay. Um, And Anita gives this word and reminds me, and you know um, the Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. Most of you would. Yep. Okay. And so there's um, Aslan, and she just reminded me of here's Aslan who can sometimes freak people out because he's a lion, but for the kids, all they wanted to do was to hug him. And when she said that to me, it really landed. And so and I just felt like God was saying, that's, that's as God's family, we have an incredibly powerful God. And there are times that we need to be on our face before him. But also we have this lion, even though he's wild, we just want to hug him we just want to be in his presence and we want to welcome you and we 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 lord we welcome you into this place we just want to hug you and welcome you to be here and it was just this sense that sometimes we can feel frightened to move towards god does that make sense that, that, that whether that it's it something, something that we've that done, done or whether, whether we're just feeling just so like, well, I haven't really done, I haven't, haven't prayed for a while, while, I haven't been in church, in church for a while, a while, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, haven't maybe I'm done, a bit, a bit nervous, nervous about moving towards the Lord. And, I, and you know what, as people come and join us as a church, that's one of the things they're going to have to work with. And sometimes we have to work with that often we would have had in our church where people come to church for the first time and they would cry for the first two months and it's so weird and like I, I hear that and I think oh that's completely normal and other people are like completely like I'm so embarrassed I can't and all I do is cry but you know what when you come home to that place within the arms of the Father it's all you've ever wanted do you know what I mean and so I can understand that when people come and all they want to do is cry. And sometimes we get here and there's a particular song and all you want to do is cry, amen? Because it's just like God just has this beautiful sneaky way of just going and gets us right in the heart. Like, Oh, God, you are so nice. You are so kind and I'm so undeserving of your love, but I feel it. Thank you. But you know what? As people come here, I know that you are... We'll welcome them. Because you've already done it. And so as we welcome people home, they may sit next to us and just cry because suddenly the spirit's there and they're feeling like, oh my goodness, this is what I've always wanted. So, um, where do I go? I had something here. here. Um, The banquet. One of the things about the story that I um of the the son the the two returning sons or the two lost sons is the banquet now for me i've spent a bit of time sort of i don't know reflecting over this passage and i've written stuff down and when i got to the banquet i because i for me i'm a i'm a little bit visual and i sort of i can imagine myself going to the father's arms and and sort of getting on my face before him and saying god i'm sorry for my whole world And him hugging me and all that sort of thing, and then him welcoming me back into the house. And here's this banquet. Now, when I in my mind's eye, when I see this banquet, it's it's not you know, it's not a small banquet. It's it's a table, and this doesn't ever pictures never do it justice. For me, it was a long table because there was lots of us who were being welcomed home, but the table was piled high with food. Um, um, and I'm talking, talking about, about, yeah. Do you re- ever remember you know, in the old, the old days, days Harvest Festival? Do you remember Harvest Festival? Festival. And, and it I reminded me of that. And I thought some of the oldest in the room, or the older people in the room, sorry. <laughs> so, excuse me, I'm one of them now. I've I'm got a, I'm a seniors card, sorry. Welcome to the Tide. Um, and I remember people would get all their vegetables and they'd stack them on the table and, they, you, know, you know, on the altar table, whatever table it was at the front of church, and it would be about a foot and a half high. And there'd be pumpkins the size of melons and all sorts of stuff because it was this grand celebration of the harvest. And, and so it's that sort of image that I see in my mind about this banquet. And it's it's really interesting because I thought, Lord, it's bizarre. It's like there's almost no room to put your plate on the table because there's so much stuff on the table. There's this amazing banquet. And the thing is that I realize is that um, the banquet that we are invited into is, is a declaration of God's generosity and abundance in our lives. And when you look at the other stories about banquets, it's, it's, let me just remind you of four different other banquet events. Okay, so Luke, uh, Matthew 22, Jesus tells a story. So it's a parable about a king who has prepared a banquet and wants his table filled with people remember, he says go to the highways and the byways and bring him in because he is so determined and making sure that everybody who should be at the table is at the table just go get them go wherever you are and that's to some extent us go invite people to the banquet let's fill the table so there's that john 2 is the first is the wedding at cana we've been doing a bit of that in small group um where you know jesus is there and what happens they will and run out of wine. wine and so what does god do he provides this abundance of wine more than they need and it's choice wine so the stuff is of godly excellence and he provides not just oh here's another cup pass that around he provides barrels of the stuff that would have been a good party that one um well we're in the Yarra valley it's sort of okay isn't it so Luke 5. Luke 5, Jesus attends, attends a banquet, banquet with, with Levi. He's just, just asked Levi, Levi, a tax collector, tax collector to follow, follow him. Le- him. Le- Levi, Levi woo let's, let's do this. this. Let's, let's have a party. So he so lays, lays it on, on and, and invites Jesus, And but the religious leaders weren't particularly excited by that because of the, all Levi asked all his mates, and they're all tax collectors, and come around. So there's a sense of, well, who's worthy to be at the table? And then Psalm 23, my fave, god prepares a feast for us in the presence of our enemies in while we are still remain in this broken world god says here's my feast for you it's here yes it's heaven but it's here now this feast god prepares not is preparing but has prepared this feast for us that we are to participate in so that all these wonderful pictures of banquet in scripture and i feel like what god was saying was that there is more food than you need because i want you to have firstly to, to know that you've got enough secondly that you've got an abundance to give away that i felt like what god was saying he was walking me me home to the table into the into the the family home to be present at the table to take my seat like all of us god has given us you each have a seat at the Lord's table, and He's saying, There's enough here for you, and enough for you to take and share. Because that's what He's always wanted. He wants us to be this wonderful display community, having a blast with God, doing the hard stuff of life with God and with each other, and then saying to those around us, There's enough for you too. The table's full, it's absolutely overflowing. You know, for those of you who are parents, you know when you get your first child, you just love them to bits. I, I you know, we brought our daughter and she came home. First night she was in our room and she would breathe and would go, and then she'd stop breathing and then she'd go, and I'm like, and I'm listening because you just listen to everything that they do as a parent, don't you? And I'm like, Kath, I can't live with this. I can't be listening to every breath my daughter is taking and feeling anxious that she, for a moment, stops breathing and then picks it up again later on. I'm like, no! So that was the one and only night she slept in our room. And then she went outside. And um, But, like, you feel for this child. Your love overflows for this child. And then you have another child and you think, how can I love this child with everything that I've got? And, then, um, like child, and, and think, I that there's room for more? Well, there is, isn't there? Weirdly as it is, you can actually love more than one child. But isn't that amazing? God has enough for me, and he's got an abundance for us to give away. And I want to say to you as a church, as Kath and I have been here and been part of this beautiful fellowship, you've got it. You've got an abundance that the Lord has placed before you with each other, with his heavenly resources that are available enough to give away and so as you love each other and it's interesting it's amazing in scripture it says people will know that you christians by the way that you love each other not because you can espouse scripture or look perfect but just because you demonstrate honest genuine compassionate love for each other they will go, wow, because they, most people don't experience that. It's always conditional. And we don't always love perfectly either, but we do love each other. And I know that as people walk in this door, they'll be loved by you. You'll welcome them home. You'll invite them to a meal. You'll just be really kind to them and, you know, you'll pray for them. And they'll be astounded and they'll go, I've come home because you know why because that's some of your experiences as well you've come to this place and you've actually been loved and it surprised you but it's everything that you wanted and so I want to encourage you um, as you move into this wonderful new season of welcoming people home to Jesus you can do it all of you together With all your bits and pieces, with all your differences, but you've got enough on that table to give away. And people will be blessed, young and old. And there'll be young ones who will need a bit of wisdom, there'll be older ones who need a bit of care, there'll be kids who just need to have a blast, all of that. And young adults who need to be understood. I'm not sure how, but but you'll work it out. Having the right coloured, coloured hair is really helpful for young adults, young adults so, so that's that perfect. So, so you're already there completely. So um, I want to pray, pray now, now but, but um, um, I'd actually, I actually like um, um, I'd like I us like actually a, to hold out. A, you know what we'll, what we'll do now, Simon. Simon, Simon, Simon are you Simon? 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 Yes. yes. Are you able, to, able, to, able do to do the ladi da stuff here? Yep ben Ben? simon yes simon 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 called called ben Ben. jesus did that i think he just just forgot his name (laughs) and he said (laughs) you're going to be called called peter Peter because i can't remember simon Simon. (laughs) thanks ben you're amazing um could we stand and i would like like to pray for us and for what we hold and so what i want to encourage you to do is just to hold your hands out um like, Lord, this is me. This is my stuff. This is who I am. And I want to lay it before you. Father, we we thank you for your love for us that just goes beyond measure. And Lord, in these hands, this is me. This is my weird stuff. Now, if you can't stay standing for too long, please feel free to sit. It's okay. Lord, in my hands, this is is my, the good bits that you've given me, some of the stuff that I don't do so well, this is me more. I want to just give myself again to you. Lord, I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see this room filled with people, young and old, worshipping you, glorifying you, Lord, home, finally home. Lord, and I know there's times I don't feel like I've got enough, but Lord, I realise you are all that I need. You've got it all. You've got me. You've got my heart. And I want to give, give this back to you. Lord, work through me to change this world, whatever that looks like, one person at a time. Lord, whether it's a neighbour, whether it's my kids, whether it's some of the people I work with, Lord, I trust you with my life. The Holy Spirit just come right now. Settle your presence on us, Lord. Stir us. Some of us, there's a fight in us, not against the Lord, but for the Lord, for his kingdom, for the lost. There's a stirring that God has put in some of you. And some of you, there's a deep sense of compassion. It's like. So often you feel almost emotional thinking about people who need to come to find you. Some of you who have a heart just to see healing happen. Healing of people's minds and their bodies. Some of you just want to bless. Just want to serve. Just want to stand behind leaders and say, Go for it, I'm with you. All these different things, Lord, that you give us.